Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On today's episode, it is just me. On Thursdays, it is typically me trying to give you insight into a topic that we slightly touched on on the Monday episode. So I interview people for the Monday episodes. They can be about any topic surrounding the health and fitness realm. And then if I touched on something that was intriguing that people either asked me about or I felt like I wish I could have expanded on more in that conversation or it's just been on my mind, I then solo that podcast on Thursday. And what we're going to be talking about today is cueing. Harmony and I hit on it a little bit. And not only cueing, but how to potentially be better at teaching involving cueing techniques. So what is cueing for those who don't know? If you're not a personal trainer and you're just in uh, general health and wellness and fitness, cueing is you giving particular descriptions and and advice and instructions about an exercise in a how-to fashion. So it could be something like, okay, let's describe how to do a squat. If you're cueing the squat, you may say, first I want you to put your hands across your shoulders and then I want want you to push your butt back as if you were trying to close the car door and your hands were full of groceries. After you push your butt back, now I want you to start to drop down, but be mindful of not letting your knees come too far over your shoelaces. And as you're doing that, you wanna keep your spine in line, so stare at one thing and make sure your neck isn't uh, wrenching up or down. We don't want you in full cervical column extension or flexion, and so on and so forth. You're giving all of these cues, hence cueing, in order to get your client into the perfect position as a coach. Now, there are different ways in which you can cue. You heard me give sort of an analogy or an idiom as far as like pushing the car door closed with your butt. You heard me give more technical advice talking about the cervical column. And then in that piece, you also heard me give heard me give very um, just sort of normal language advice telling you not to let your knees sort of sneak past your shoelaces. So there are a bunch of different ways that you can do this. And, and uh, most likely, I'm going to be demonstrating that as I do it too. So my client is not only hearing the different ways I'm describing it, but they're also watching me. So that's all involved. Or I consider that all involved in the cueing process. Now, we're not really taught how to cue as personal trainers. So it really is up to us. And then also... I think the, the most important part of this is that it doesn't matter how you teach. It matters how your client learns. So you might have a particular way in which you start your cueing process. Maybe it's very technical. Maybe it's very uh, analogy-based. But ultimately, you have to have multiple techniques in order to make sure that your client understands it and does it correctly. You can line 100 people up and tell them how to do a squat. And if you tell all of them the very technical way in which to go down to a squat, maybe 60 of them, well, what do you do with the other 40? Maybe that's where you break the analogies out. Maybe you have to be less science-based and more plain talk. Maybe vice versa. Maybe you have to be more science-based. Maybe most likely you have to combine all of them. Maybe they're simply visual learners and you just doing the motion over and over and over and over and letting them watch you is much easier for, for them rather than trying to put all the pieces together from a verbal perspective. So you have to find different ways in which you can teach because it's not about you, it's about them. How are they learning? However they're learning best is how you need to adjust and adapt and teach that. Now, a great way to be able to do this, to add skill sets in your cueing verbiage and just just your total uh, cueing tool set, I should say, is to go to other classes and to go to other modalities. Even things for me, like taking golf lessons 
and watching and listening to the way in which they cue me through my golf through my golf swing allows me to steal some of those techniques and see what worked for me and what did and what doesn't and bring that onto my clients. So for example, as I was into my backswing, the golf instructor was saying, you, you're wearing a watch. If your watch is facing the sky, that means you've now tilted the, your club face and you're not going to be coming down the right way. When you're in your full backswing on that left hand, your watch should be facing forward, should be facing away from you, the same direction your eyes are going in. And that really helped me keep my club in the right position. And those are the sorts of small little cueing techniques that matter for safety so that your client's doing it and for engagement so that your client's engaging the proper muscles long term. So you can steal techniques from other coaches and other modalities. Yoga is a great one because of all and so is Pilates from all of the, the different ways in which they describe things, especially from sort of engaging the core and through lengthening and for, from lengthening and extension and flexion, they use different use different terminology, different jargon that's associated with their practice that you can then potentially steal and move on. Even me practicing Muay Thai for the last ten years and boxing, I take so many different things from that my boxing and Muay Thai coaches have taught me, and able to transition and use those in my day-to-day practices as a personal trainer. And it's not always the same words because we're not doing the same thing, but it's, it is stealing the way in which they describe it. Whether, again, that's using an analogy when boxing, you always want one hand near your face. So if I'm throwing my jab out, you know, pretend your hands are connected on a string. As I throw my cross, I bring my jab back into my face. As I throw my hook, I bring that that two punch back into my chin. As I throw my uppercut, I bring that three punch back into my chin. And there's always one hand in front and your hands are on a string. One is in, one is out. And those are the sorts of things that get your mind thinking differently and allow you to grow as a teacher, as a coach, as a personal trainer when you're working with your clients and learning how to cue. So I'll always say uh, physically, you should be taking different modalities, but to grow from a cueing standpoint, and a teaching standpoint, it is good to do different things in and around the fitness industry, go to different classes, uh, various instructors, even within those classes, those instructors will teach differently. It's going to help you be better on your journey. So again, queuing is not something we really learn a ton about as personal trainers and fitness professionals. They teach us the basics insofar as the science behind queuing, but our clients are not going to always understand that science. We have to have a, a fusion of plain talk with analogies and idioms. Another one I really like, I was at a TRX seminar and the guy was was just saying like, hey, you should be squeezing your butt so hard when you come up from this exercise that if you had a quarter in between your butt cheeks, you'd see George Washington's face indented on your butt. Just, Just funny things that you don't forget while you're doing an exercise to make sure that you're engaging the muscles. And, and each modality has its own. When you go to Pilates, when you go to yoga, when you go to kick, kickboxing, when you go to traditional weightlifting, they all have their own, but you can steal those to make sure that your client learns better. And your client may be coming over from one of those, meaning maybe you're working with someone who's been in yoga for a long period of time. That's all they've done. Now they want to start strength training. Well, if you've done yoga yourself, you'll be able to steal some of those cues and relate them to your cues and say, hey, I know in yoga they usually say you want to do X, Y, and Z, but we're going to change that a little bit. In here, we want to do A, B, and C, but you can sort of access those same muscles by doing the things you were doing in X, Y, and Z in yoga. And the only way you can have the ability to do that is if you yourself have done those classes and you've been there and you've done that so that you can relate to your client better. So cueing, again, multiple techniques, whether it's visual, you demonstrating over and over, whether it's you using plain talk, whether it's you using science, whether you're using idioms and analogies or a combination of all of those. 
and then taking other classes and different modalities and practices in and around the fitness realm and industry and sports realm and industry and sports industry so that you can see how other people teach and how other great coaches get their clients into proper positioning is really important. You want to steal their techniques and their parlance and their jargon and the ways in which they teach because it's usually sort of a cross-platform thing. It works in, in all realms. We're all dealing with the body in a sense. This has been an episode of Truly Fit with just me, your host, Steve Washup. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform. And feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.